With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a special edition of the Bear Claw, episode 20. And we're going to do a preseason game preview. I've got Jay Morris on the line. And he's writing for the Tennessee Titans, also on the Fans First Sports Network. So we're both going to just give us a quick um, what to look out for as we get ready for our game on Saturday, August 12th. Jay. What what do you got on store? What what are you looking forward to see with your team versus the Bears on Saturday? Yes, I mean the big thing the Titans are going to be looking at in this game is first the backup quarterback battle. You've got Malik Willis who was a third round pick in twenty two, and then you've got Will Lovis who they traded up for to get in the second round in twenty three. So two guys, mm-hmm. I, I think they probably both make the roster. There was some talk earlier in the offseason that Malik Willis might not, you know, might be in jeopardy of not making the team. I think mm-hmm. he's had a good enough offseason. He's going to be here either way. But, I mean, it's a true battle to see who's going to be the backup quarterback. Now, you, know, you hope this doesn't matter, right? You hope that Brian Tannehill takes 100% of the snaps of the season. You don't ever have to worry about it. But Tannehill has an injury history. Titans have an offensive line that has some question marks. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so that, that's the biggest thing we're going to be looking for. Um, last year in the preseason, Malik Willis did some good things, but you could tell he was just not quite there from a processing standpoint yet. Um, and I think it was just because there was a lot thrown at him. Uh, he talked earlier this week about, you know, how much how much his presence has gotten better this year just because he has more confidence in what's going on. Mm. Um, talked about how it's just, you know, an NFL offense is way different than what he did at Liberty. He said, he, he you know, at Liberty, he never called a play in the huddle. So, you know, just those types of adjustments, I think, were a big deal for him. And so um, he's, he's looked better by all accounts uh, throughout the offseason, training camp, all that kind of stuff. I think the job is kind of his to lose. I mean, I think he gets the, you know, kind of the first leg up since he's been here for, you know, a, a little bit more than a year now. But Will Levis has had some good days at training camp as well. Um, and so I'm interested to see how they use them tomorrow night. Um, you know, Vrabel declined to name a starter 
uh, when was that when he was asked yesterday, he said he knows who it is, but he wasn't going to tell the media. He loves to not tell the media things. So um, we'll see. I would I would expect Millie Willis to start. I, I think they probably get a half eat, something like that would be my guess, but I'm just completely guessing on that. So that's that's kind of the biggest thing I think we'll see here. That, the Titans have a kicker battle. We don't, we don't have any idea who the kicker's going to be. they got two guys in camp, uh, Caleb Shudak and Trey Wolf. Both guys have been pretty good in, um, in, in training camp, but, you know, it's a whole different deal, right, than being the, the bullet being live, so to speak. So um, that, that'll be a thing we're watching over this preseason. In the offensive line, I don't know um, how much run the starters are going to get in this game, but the offensive line was a disaster last year. They are starting – I mean, they're, they're starting five new guys as far as position goes. The only holdover is Aaron Brewer, who's going to be the center. He was the right or the left guard last year. Um, but they're breaking in a, a new left tackle, a new left guard, I mean, all the way across the, the board. But they were planning on having their right tackle back last year. Nicholas Petit-Friere, who was a third-round pick in 22, and did a pretty good job for this team last year as the right tackle. He's suspended for the first six games for violating the gambling policy where he didn't bet on football if you bet on something, you know, on a, a team facility or whatever. So they got to find a right tackle at least for the first six weeks. So that's really the biggest, um, you know, the biggest question mark we have remaining as far as, like, what's going to happen in week one is what's that offensive line going to look like. Yeah, I can sympathize with that. You know, quarterback, um, not so much of a controversy because you still have Ryan Tannehill there. Right. But more, more so like, okay, what are we going to do going forward? Yeah, that's been a question – for Bears fans for the greater part of 30 some odd years, if not longer. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, that, that seems like it should be the most important thing going, you know, as, as you want to see right now, first day, first game versus uh, a different opponent other than your defense. You want to see what the building blocks look like. You drafted uh, Malik Willis in the, was it first round last year? Yeah, the third round. Third round. You got Will Levis yeah. in the second this year. Two quarterbacks, highly drafted back to back. You want you one of them's got to pan out, right? You hope so, right? I mean, you know, because that's the biggest question, like you said. I mean, because Tannehill's here this year. This is the last year of his contract. Uh, Tannehill has been really good for this team in the regular season. He's had some issues in the postseason, um, but I mean, as far as just like week in and week out, he's been really good for this team. So. But, I mean, I think they would like to get younger next year. You've got a new GM. The Titans GM got fired in the middle of the season last year. So you've got a new GM who's, you know, trying to make his stamp on the team. They have a ton of cap room next year because Tannehill and Derrick Henry both come off the books. I mean, with their current contract. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. I think they want to figure out, can we trust one of these two guys to hand it over to and not have to bring Ryan Tannehill back? Because if you bring Ryan Tannehill back, Again, maybe it plays well this year, and they want to bring it back. Like, I would be fine with that, but I mean, it's going to cost you. I mean, you see the contracts the quarterback get, his quarterbacks get, and he's not getting some like ten-year deal at his age. But I mean, if he signs a two or three-year deal, it's going to be thirty million dollars per year, something like that, because that's what the market dictates. You know, I mean, I think there would be a, a team or two that would be willing to pay him that on the open market, especially if he has another good year this year. So. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what they're trying to figure out is can we build around one of these young guys that we have in-house right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, other than that, do you think there will be any any day one starters that might be playing uh, Saturday? I think 
fatigue offensive lineman will, uh, like I said, because I just think they're trying to figure some things out there, and I think they need some reps. Like you said, it gets a different team um, to, to see a little bit more of, of what they're going to be, what they can do. Um, Derek Henry's not playing. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. I would be surprised if Traylon Burks plays. You, you'll probably have a handful of guys on defense that'll play, um, but I would, I mean, you, I, I would be surprised if we see Jeffrey Simmons. Um, you know, Harold Landry's coming back from an ACL, so I'd be surprised if he plays. So you may see that offensive lineman, yes, um, and I think maybe a guy or two on defense, but. No, for the most part, I would be surprised if you see too many ones out there. Yeah, I, you know, first preseason game, you don't you don't expect to see a lot of ones. But when you have those question marks, it's never it's never a bad thing to see them get out there and get all the reps you can get. You know, just to, just for them to prove it, just for them to get familiar and comfortable in their position that well in the role that is expected of them. Um, last question before I uh, get you out of here, so I you know. I'm, don't want to spend too much of your day. Um, where do you see Tennessee going with uh, with with their quarterback future? Um, do you see basically? Do you see Tannehill playing, being the starter for the whole season of twenty twenty three? I do. I mean, as long as he's healthy, obviously. Um, here's the thing, like. I, I, I think this team's going to be better than nationally people think they are. I mean, I'm a fan, so I mean, you can understand. But like, if you would have, if we would have had this conversation and they didn't get DeAndre Hopkins, it would have been, I would, you would have gotten a different tune from me um, because I just didn't understand how they were going to like move an offense forward with the receiver room that they had. I think they got Traylon Burks. I think he's going to be really good. They had, I mean, they got nothing behind those guys. So um, I, anyway, all that to say that I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, I don't think the AFC South is any good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got the the Colts and the Texans who both have rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, I think C.J. Shroud is going to be good. He's a rookie this year. you got a new head coach there, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the Colts drive at Anthony Richardson. I, I don't get that. I understand he's athletic and all that stuff. But, I mean, I just I, I need my quarterback to be good at quarterback. So, I, I, don't, I didn't really understand that one. Um, and then the Jaguars are the, are the team that kind of everybody's picking to win. And they won the division last year. Now, it took a complete meltdown from the Titans that was predicated by, like, everybody getting hurt. I mean, at the end of the year, they had on offense in particular, I mean, you had Derrick Henry out there, but you only had, I guess, two starters from the initial offensive line. You didn't have Ryan Tannehill. They, they were, I mean, they were starting Josh Dobbs, who they picked up, like, two weeks earlier in a win and end game against the Jaguars in week 18. And they almost won that game. Like there was a, it was a controversial play where a dog got hit. They called it a fumble. He fumbled it forward like 15 yards, which was kind of amazing, you know, physics to work that out. But, but um, you know, if, if they don't turn that ball over, then Jaguars pick that up and score. If they don't, if that doesn't happen, the Titans probably win the division last year. I think the Jaguars are pretty good, but I don't think they're like, Way better than the Titans by stretch of the imagination. I think the Titans have a really good defense. So, I, I, anyway, I'll just say I, I think that as long as they're in it and competitive, they're going to keep running Ryan Tannehill out there, and I expect them to be that this year. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's what you've got, and then you've got the two guys in, in Willis and Lovis, um, you know, working behind the scenes and people in the building seeing what they're made of, what they can do, all that kind of stuff, and then they'll answer that question from there. So, 
you know, I mean, they could always franchise Tannehill next year if they if they if it comes. I mean, I, I don't know. It will, there's a lot long way to go before that happens. But as for this year, I think as long as Ryan Tannehill's healthy and this team is in a playoff race, which I expect them to be, then yeah, I think he's the guy. I lied. I said that was the last question. Well, if you think this is the swan song for Tannehill, what does that also mean for the rest of the offense? Primarily Derrick Henry. You mentioned um, I'm blanking on his name right now. The uh, wide receiver you just signed, you just brought in DeAndre Hopkins nuke. Um, Neither one of them are in the their prime of their career. If AFC South is winnable and the Titans do end up, you know, reclaiming that, reclaiming that top spot. Is this all this, is this a make or break or all, all or nothing year for that offense or, you know, before they turn it over to Traylon, Traylon Burks, um, whomever wins the quarterback battle between Malik Willis and Will Levis. And you start off with You start off with your, your future. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a it's a really good question. Um, you know, listen, I man, I love Derrick Henry. <laughs> I'm an Alabama fan and a Titans fan, so like, you know, I, I've been cheering for Derrick Henry for a long time. Um, he's just different, you know. Um, but I it, I find it I find it hard to believe that they'll bring him back next year unless he's willing to take like significantly less money. And, I mean, he's not going to get nearly the same money. I mean, we've we've seen what's been going on with running backs this offseason. Um, so, I mean, he's not going to get big money wherever he goes, just being the age that he is, with the amount of carries that he has, all that stuff. Um, now, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think it's, it's a pretty workable deal to have him here again next year uh, with the contract that he signed. So, I mean, I think they'd like to hold him over if they can. And, I mean, all of this depends on how the year goes, how, if these guys stay healthy or not, I mean, all that stuff, because they are kind of, you know, on the other side of that aging curve. So, um uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, like I said, you've got a GM who uh, took over at the beginning of this offseason and, um, you know, did, couldn't do a whole lot with the cap situation the way that it was with the money that they have tied up in Tannehill and Henry. Um, pretty much had a roll with those guys. Uh, not that I don't know that he wouldn't have wanted to anyway, but he didn't, he didn't have a whole lot of choice there. Unless he wanted to, like, cut them both and eat the money. And, I mean, you know, all that stuff would have been terrible this year. But, um, you know, I don't see Vrabel or Rank Carthon, uh, quite honestly, wanting to do that. So, I mean, I'm kind of, like, in my mind treating this like it's going to be the last time we have these guys. Um, but, you know, it, we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. Uh, Derek Henry loves being here, I think. Um, he's talked about that. He's the guy that just loves playing football. So, I mean, I think if, they, if the two sides could find a workable deal going forward, I think they would both like to do it because Mike Rabel loves Derrick Henry as well. So, you know, I mean, I think if they can work something out going forward, they will. But they may want to be a different offense. And, you know, as long as they have Derrick Henry here, they're going to keep feeding him. They're, he's going to rack up carries because that's how – I mean, you know, that, that's that's where he's at his best when he gets 20 to 25 carries a game and just kind of runs into the defense the whole game and then breaks a big one. That's what we've watched him do for years here now. So it's, it's hard to kind of change that style as long as he's on the team. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, in my mind, I'm kind of treating this like this is going to be it for these guys. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like that should be the uh, prevailing thought going in through uh, Nashville and all of Tennessee. But I'll let you go. Thanks a lot, Jimmy Morris. He's 
your contributor for also for the Fans First Sports Network, Home Run Throwback, a Tennessee Titans podcast. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, good luck in the game Saturday. Yeah, man. You too. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right, I'm back with my man Q. So the Bears play Saturday, August 12th, their first preseason game versus Tennessee. Um, what are we as Bear Nation? What are we looking forward to see, or what are we hoping to see coming from the Bears this preseason one game? Um, I think we want to see good health first and foremost. Uh, Perfect. Because it sounds like some of the starters are going to play. I know Justin Fields. Even Flute said Fields is going to play. So as far mm-hmm. as the play on the field, I think we want to see the offensive line protect them. First and foremost, we want to see good protection. I want to see some crisp passes, and I want to see a sustained drive. I don't have no expectations in terms of going lighting the scoreboard up, 60, 70-yard bombs, crazy defensive stances. I just want to see – uh, not a three and out. You know, move the ball, move the chains, get a couple first downs. If you get in the red zone, let's see if we can convert. I just want to see Chris football and health and the offensive line actually looking like it's an upgraded offensive line. Uh, why is Fields playing? That's I, a good I question. Mean, I, I've heard various reasons why a young quarterback would play ranging from he needs the reps to that they haven't seen enough in camp and that he needs to catch up the game speed. That's a question even folks can answer, but I don't think he gave an in-depth answer as to why he's going to play, just simply that he's going to play. I'm, as we're recording this on Friday, August 11th, I'm watching the Packers and the Bengals preseason game on NFL Network. Jordan Love was out there for, I think, three series. And Jordan Love hasn't played, you know, he's played, what, two NFL games? Um, Justin Fields has yeah. pretty much a whole season of NFL work put in. He has 25 games, I believe, 25 starts. 25 starts. Yeah, he's got about 25 starts. I don't understand. I don't understand this, this, this thought process. Uh, I mean, I'm not – now I'm not knocking it because – from all reports, Justin Fields has been up and down in camp. And as we said last episode, that could be that could be script, script based, or it could just be poor play. Um, but again, I, I, first preseason game. I expect I mean, I expect him to play the second. I mean, if he was gonna play any game, I'll the second, maybe a series or two series, get him out there. But the first. Did he play in the first game last season? I'm trying to recall. I don't recall seeing him out there. I don't think I he don't started remember, the I first game. I believe um, I saw – what was my man's name that started the Jets game and tried to die for the first down on a six-yard short and ended up tearing his tummy? What's the guy's name? <laughs> oh, man, I remember that. I, rem- I remember that. I was, so, I was so disturbed at that right there. Uh <laughs> I, his name, I'm blanking on his name right now. Because it's not Peterman. I, I saw Peterman a lot in the preseason last year. I, I can't think of his name. So if I have my computer, I bring it up. It's, I'm, I'm not in my peak. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in preseason conditioning as a podcaster too right now. 
So I can't think of everybody's names quickly, but yeah. Um I know he I know Justin did get some preseason work, but I don't think he played I know he didn't play the third game. And I don't think he played the first game. Or maybe he was maybe he did. Cause was that the Bills game? Was that the Mitch Revenge game? Yeah, I believe it was. Okay. It might have been the Mitch Revenge game, or it was the Chiefs game. One of those two, I think Justin did play, but you Look around in the NFL, and even Mac Jones isn't playing. And I think Mac Jones is a guy with as much or even more on the line than Fields this year. Because Mac, uh, uh, there's a capable backup, young backup behind him. So I think if Mac starts off slow, he could be replaced. Um, yeah, Mac Jones didn't even play uh, the other day. So I don't know if it's, it raises a red flag that we're seeing Justin Fields, or this just Eberflus. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if he's going to play, he's got to play. Uh, it is what it is. So let's hope for, as you said, great health. He gets out of there unscathed. You know, with all those guys trying to make the team, you know, somebody don't, you know, bump into him and cost us our season. Uh, if so Phil is getting hurt in that game, we're going to have a lot to unpack on Tuesday. <laughs> We have a lot to unpack, and you know we don't have a lot to unpack. Her plus is going to be is going to be uh, um, tarred and feathered if something happens to Fields uh, in this game. Exactly, he we're going to have a lot to unpack, and he's going to have a lot to pack, uh, as as in his <laughs> office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So let's exactly like you said. Let's hope for great health. Let's hope for hope for him showing something, showing enough. To us and the coaching staff, so where so he doesn't have to play any more preseason games after this point, and he, the next time we see him is uh, Soldier Field on September tenth when we win that game by ten points, if not by thirteen. Um, we ought to pass the double digit season. Oh yeah. yeah, we should easily. Um, other than other than JF one, what else are we looking forward to seeing? I want to see a pass rush. Now, I understand probably Yannick isn't going to play. Uh, uh, I, I don't think Demarcus Walker will play. Um, but I want to see the guys put some pressure on the quarterback. I don't want to see quarterback standing there for seconds. You know, we we driving some young guys. I'm sure the young guys are going to play. I'm sure you're going to see Vic, uh, Pickens and Dexter. Um, I want to see if Dominique Robinson improve. Travis Gibson gonna show us anything. So I'm sure you'll see plenty of those guys. I wanna see, I wanna see those guys get a push. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see uh, I wanna I want to see if those young guys can get in the backfield, um, make some plays, cause some havoc, and hit somebody and drop them as, as, as quick as a shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. I want that's exactly what I want to see. Um <laughs> I, I I don't expect to see uh, Nagakwe out there. As as you said, he's a veteran. He just got here. I don't expect to see him at all in preseason. So I don't think you see Tremaine not, Edmonds either. I don't think you're going to no, see definitely not, definitely the, not. the, the, the vested much. veterans. Yeah, he just paid too much. I, I'm pretty sure that was in his contract. Like, hey, don't don't expect to see me in August, bro. Yeah, I'm not even sure if we're going to see much of the running back battle in this game. I don't know if Herbert is going to suit up. I'm sure you see a lot of Rashawn Johnson, Abner, and Homer. 
have they said Herbert's not going to shoot up? I haven't seen that. They anymore. haven't said it. You know what? He probably will. Because if you're going to put Justin Fields out there, you probably want to put your best weapons out there. So I'm going to assume that more and healthy bodies are going to be out there. So if Fields is going to yeah. play, I, I would assume the first string offense is going to play. I just don't think Herbert is going to get much work. I think you're going to see a lot of Roshan Johnson, Homer, and um, and Abner. Yeah, that that sounds about right. So that's that's exactly that's the last thing I want to see. Running backs, who's going to take the stuff forward in that running back room? It will because most most people are, ex, are expecting Herbert to get the lion's share throughout the season. And it seems like he's holding on to it right now. I mean, yeah. someone do the Roshan Johnson being. Uh, Andrew, I haven't heard much about Dante Foreman through camp, and that, and that's exactly what I want to see. If you if all three suit up, I want to see who is going to make it make a play to get more pub and more carries, more calls, you know, more more play calls for them uh, throughout. You know, just 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 going into the season, make it make it a true committee. Make it a true committee. Don't let don't let Herbert run away with it. Don't let Herbert run away with it. And don't let RJ be that guy that's, you know, everybody's got pinned for the future. If I'm the Dante Foreman, like, hey, you know, I'm here too. I ain't, I ain't here to be nobody's understudy. You know, you make a way. You know, watch out, little homie. Packers. Um, I would think Foreman has to play as well. I mean, um, he's a guy who's has success in the NFL, but he's he's here on a one-year contract. And they drafted uh, Johnson. Herbert is came into the season as a camp. Um, Dante Foreman is, is one of those guys who could be a surprise cut, especially if you get some production. They 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 got Homer. If you get some production from Homer and Abner. Who knows? So I would think Dante Johnson, Dante Foreman has to has to play. Oh yeah, I, I expect to see him out there. I expect. I expect- I expect to see him to get the most most uh, snaps out of anybody in that room. Just because, you know, Herbert is the established guy. Roshan has been a little banged up. And there, you know, that, that, that leaves him. Get the most snaps from anybody out of that three, not from, like, you know, the entire backfield. Yes, I'm sure we're going to see too much of uh, Abner and Homer, more Abner and Homer than we can ever want to see. <laughs> yeah. In any game. Yeah. Um, other than that, the last thing that I, I had on my mind is Chase Claypool. Obviously, you know, it's a favorite, favorite subject of mine ever since we traded for him. Um, passionate subject. Passionate. Extremely passionate. Um, so he's been getting into a lot, he's been getting into a lot of fights. Um, the last one I've heard was against him and Eddie Johnson. Middle of the field, Eddie, Eddie hit him a little too hard. And he got a little Clay, Chase got a little upset about that. Um, so I'm glad Chase get we get to play another team. Unfortunately, I don't think Chase is going to suit up. Those soft tissue injuries are you know flaring back up on him, plaguing him. Yeah. So this is not good. This is not good for a guy who needs to, um, you know, start off. Start off, you know, hit the ground running. This is not this is not good. You know, as, as stated, he, this is the contract season for him. He didn't have he didn't have the greatest uh, reception coming into the team last mid mid season last year. 
And now this offseason, he's been pretty much out of commission with these soft tissue injuries. And, you know, this one right now, you know, he got into training camp. He had a sound like he has a little hamstring tightness. Um, and that's never good. Hopefully it's not, hopefully it's just a little bit of tightness and not a full blown, you know, slight pull or full pull, anything like that is going to take him out a month, maybe if not longer, because that's the case. He's cooked. Um, I don't think they've actually ruled him out yet, but I doubt to see him out there. Other than that, is there anybody in the wide receiver room that looks to be that you're going to be pinpointing? You're going to zero in on? Come the, Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott. We've heard the legend of Tyler Scott enough in mini camp and training camp. I want to see him in pads against another team. I want to see. The, the separation and the speed and what's he going to bring to the team. And obviously Tyler Scott can be very important if Claypool is down for any amount of time because we're not that deep a receiver. You still got Aquinas, St. Brown taking reps. And I think Dante Pettis is still out there. And then I want to see, I want to see Vila Jones. I want to see if he looks like a wide receiver this year. Um, I don't think they're going to tip their cap too much as to how they would use a Vila Jones because he's a guy that's kind of uh, a chess piece. You can see him in the backfield. You can see him getting reverses. You're obviously expecting to see him make an impact on the return game if he can hold on to the ball. So I like to see Vila Jones if he's a little bit more polished as a receiver because um, the last few weeks we did see the things that probably intrigued Ryan Poles about him. We saw him in the open field. He can make guys miss. He has plus speed. I want to see it translate to wide receiver. I want to see him run routes. I want to see him be able to sink his hips, you know, at the top of routes, create separation. Um, the defense is probably going to be vanilla, but still understand where to sit in these zones. You know, just just look like yeah. an NFL player, just not an athlete. And since he's about 32 years old, we have to see it now. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in agreement with all these, you know, wait to sees for the 12th. We got we got our homework cut out for them, and so do they. So, from me and Q and Bear Nation, let's pull out the let's pull out that um that notepad and get to writing it up Tuesday. I can't wait to overanalyze this one, as we do with every preseason game. There will be plenty of overreaction. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to overreact to things. There's going to be a guy who gets 12 tackles and we're going to proclaim <laughs> a Bear Nation will ask, why is he not starting? I can't wait for no, I can't wait for Sewell <laughs> to get 14 tackles and seven of them down the field and people to proclaim him the next land spring. So just coming. Pause. Uh, definitely. <laughs> def- definitely. I-, I-, I can't wait to do it. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch tomorrow's game in all 22. That's how serious I am about it. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready for it Tuesday. <laughs> um, the overreaction of preseason coming to you, episode 21. Drop it on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. All right, from, from yeah. me and Q, Bear Nation, continue to bear down. Let's go. <laughs>